Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Happy New Year, Kieran. Oh, Happy New Year, Maddie D. I feel like Christmas was only yesterday. <laughs> happy, happy 2024. Yeah, welcome to 2024. I can't believe it. I didn't even realise this is our first show of 2024. How long have we been doing this podcast? Five How years. Crazy. So we're only a couple of weeks away from our five-year anniversary. That's amazing. We're going to have to do another movie talk episode <laughs> on that episode. <laughs> Why not? So rather than uh, predicting a plot like we usually do or going back and seeing how well we did with predicting a plot, this week we're taking it easy. We're taking a break. Because it's around the Christmas season. It's around the New Year's season. It's our vacation. We're still on holidays. So we thought we'd uh, kick our heels up, let our hair down. We say this every Movie Talk episode and just talk all things movies for a change. So one of my favorite Movie Talk episodes of this year was when we did our 2003 time capsule. So we went back in time. We looked at how our lives were in 2003, what we were watching at the time, and then what movies from 2003 we think still hold up today. Movies that we really love, movies that are like guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures, yes. I don't think there's such a thing as guilty pleasures when it comes to movies, because I think you like what you like, right? Yeah, and you shouldn't be ashamed of what you like. You shouldn't be ashamed of what you like. And there's no such thing as like a bad thing. If you like it, then it's great. I think it's only a guilty pleasure if you're watching something illegal. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Because that's when you should be feeling guilty. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you're watching snuff movies, then you should be feeling guilty. Okay. But we're not here to talk about snuff movies or guilty pleasures today. Really? Oh, man. That's all my movies. shit. Damn it. I was going to talk about all of the guinea pig movies. 1993 was the best period of snuff movies. That's when I got into snuff movies. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Well, I guess- my introduction to snuff movies. If you haven't read the title and you're just going in blind, uh, obviously we're doing a time capsule episode on 1993. 1993, not yes. a year that I think about very often, because <laughs> nope. I was quite young at the time. I was about uh, three or four in 1993. I'm sure you were even younger than I was two. So, I- So, I have no recollection of 1993. To, I was, I was going to say, I would love to know what was going on in- I have to ask this question, because we did this last time with uh, 2003. What was going on in Matty D's life in 1993? Yeah, so, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no memory of 1993. So, what I did for you, this episode- you do any research? What I did huh? was I, I sent a message to my mom and said, okay. what was I like- Mom, do all my research for I me. Said to you, this is my research. Okay. I'm, re- I'm doing research about okay, my own life. Yes. Uh, and I'll just I'll just tell you what she said. Okay. Wow. This is great. So I sort of asked her what I was, what what was I like when I was two years old. What was I into? Okay. Uh, she did mention a, a few of the movies that I would watch, and I think we'll get into that a little yeah, later yeah, yeah. on. But so- she mainly said that I was really into. So this is crazy, right? She said, "Oh, you were, you'd watch TV shows." She mentioned a few TV shows that I would watch. Okay. We don't usually talk TV shows and, on this. Uh, but but here's what's crazy. She mentioned TV shows that. I swore I've never seen before in my life. She okay. said you liked Alf. Oh, Alf. I was like, the Alf? Al- the puppet alien show. Yes. She said I watched Barney the Dinosaur. I was like, I, did I? Yeah. What? There Wouldn't we go. Surprise me. Uh, so she said I was really into cartoons. I was really into certain TV shows. I really loved, uh, said Mr. Bean and the Wiggles. Oh, were yes. kind of timeless classics yeah, for me. I was watching Mr. Bean in 1993. I can guarantee you yes. that. Uh, Wiggles as well. Uh, I don't think there were any Wiggles tapes or DVDs. Well, there were no DVDs in 1993. No. But I don't remember having any Wiggles tapes. But I did see the Wiggles live in 1993. 
Yeah. If you'd believe that. I remember you telling me. In the and ta- that, they, they were doing that at the time. Yeah. So, in the town where you and I both grew up, I actually saw the Wiggles there in like an RSL, like yeah. uh, what you'd call like a soldier's this club. Before or they like, blew up, before like, they became famous. Yeah. Or like a workers' club. I'm trying to describe what an RSL is to our international listeners. Yeah. Like a, like, yeah, a soldier's club. Or uh, a club. workman's club, <laughs> as they'd say in uh, the UK. Yes. In America, I don't, oh, oh, geez, what do they have in America that's similar? Uh, like a veterans uh, club. Yeah, there I'm you go. To think like a, a sports club. Yeah, yeah, perfect, great. Yeah, that's like that. So I was described as a two-year-old. What I liked to do was I liked <laughs> walking around with a cart with blocks in it. There you go. <laughs> I liked. Uh, I love how like how far we've come since our 2003 episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> I enjoyed the, all the busy the busy life of a two-year-old. With a cart with I had blocks. a toy lawnmower that I enjoyed. Oh, with um, the one with the, like the little balls in it, like you push it around. and go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, most likely. I used to love. Those. I I enjoyed. Uh, I had a magna doodle that I would ah color in with. I guess. I like when I was a kid and we saw the ads for Magna Doodle because remember at the end they sing the song Magna Doodle. I always used to go Massive Doodle, and I thought that was really funny. Oh, Manny D thinks it's funny. Hilarious. Now. Still, still stands up. Still holds everyone up. Everyone at school thought that was really funny when I'd come in and go Massive Doodle. Like yeah, I did have a Magna Doodle as well. And an Etch-A-Sketch. Yeah, so a Magnet Doodle, I don't know if they sell those anymore, but they were no. kind of like, the pen was a magnet and there was like little bits of iron uh, shavings, iron shavings yeah. in this sort of screen. And if you pressed on the, with the pen, the- You could make a little image and then you swipe it away. It's sort of exactly like a- uh, Etch-A-Sketch. Etch-A-Sketch, but you're more freeform. So with the Etch-A-Sketch, you could uh, turn knobs and you could make like a straight line. And then depending on how you, everyone knows what an Etch-A-Sketch is. Especially the same thing. It's the same thing. A Magna Doodle's the same thing, but with a pen. Yeah. And exactly. guess what the first thing I drew on my Magna Doodle was? Was it a doodle? Massive doodle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it'd be it'd be a wasted opportunity otherwise. Yeah, I like that my sense of humor has not changed. <laughs> you have not changed at all yeah. since 1993. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, uh, we're talking about you. Yeah, so I enjoyed drawing. I enjoyed coloring. Uh, my favorite guy in the world, my favorite character in the world was Humphrey B. Bear. Oh, yeah, of course. Are you going to tell the story about Bear. your birthday? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, let's talk okay. about it. Let's talk about it. I don't, I think, I don't think I was two. I, can't, I think I was maybe three when that happened. So, so it was 94. So yes. pretty close to 93. Yes. Around the same time. Yes, yes, yes. So- I it's so fun, so bad. In uh, when I was three years old, I got a Christmas present that was this huge wrapped up Christmas present. It was bigger mm. than me. Wow! Uh, and I was like, "Whoa, what it is that? Been that big then? What is? That? <laughs> yeah, no, it wouldn't have been. But and I unwrapped it, and it was a picture, a poster, a poster. Well, it was like a picture, but of Humphrey B. Bear. Yeah. And uh, and then they I, they have my family have the footage. Yeah. They're, they're filming me when I unwrap it. And I look We've at got to it, get this footage. And I look at it and I turn to whoever's holding the camera, I believe it's my mum, and I go, open it. And they're just like, I was like, how do you open it? And they're like- So you're like looking in the box. <laughs> you're looking in the wrapping paper going, where's the actual gift? Well, I thought- Surely that- it can't be this Humphrey <laughs> B. Bear poster. I thought, I thought this Humphrey B. Bear poster was- like another form, like another wrapped up thing. I didn't have the the sort of logic to realize that the poster was it. I thought the poster was a wrapping, and there was something cooler underneath it because like I was you excited. Actual Humphrey B. Bear would step out. <laughs> yeah, surprise you. So I said, "Open it," and they're like, "No, this is the present." And I cried. <laughs> I'm like crying with this big Humphrey Bear poster. <laughs> I like to imagine you just tore it up on the spot. And the poor thing, I think it was my aunt that got it for me, and it's such a nice thing. It's like, oh, he likes Humphrey B. Bear. We'll get him a yeah. picture of Humphrey B. Bear. Just my three-year-old self crying <laughs> with this Humphrey B. Bear poster. 
That's great. What a st- sorry, sorry, aunt and uncle, if you're listening to it, it was very, very thoughtful of you. But that's a very silly present to get a three year old as yeah. a picture. Come on. Well, they probably didn't think that a three year old was going to crack the shits <laughs> over getting a poster. You know, you could give like a three year old a cup, and they're going to be like, "Oh, great, a cup," and then like forget about it two but, seconds later. And and I was always like, I, I never liked expensive things. My mum always told me that I used to just play with uh, play with cups of water. That's what I would play with rather than toys. Like I would have like my toys jumping in the cups of water and stuff like that. So I was very, very yeah. low maintenance. But I think the thing was, it was such a big present that my expectations were ah. so high. And my imagination was like, what's in this huge, huge, bigger than me gift? A poster. I felt like Mr. Dragon. would have spent time wrapping that Yeah, too. I know, I know. I, 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 I've drawn back to Mr. Bean. I felt like Mr. Bean's girlfriend. When he, she, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, when she opened up the-, the, the She thing. thought she was going to get a wedding ring. <laughs> Instead, it was like, because she's at the, the jewelry shop window pointing at the wedding ring, and Mr. Bean thinks he's pointing at, like, a display picture of, like, a couple giving each other a wedding ring. And so he buys her the display picture. Yes. And he and uh, he gives it to her, and she's like, what the fuck is this? And he goes, oh, I know what you really want. And he gets out, like- a, a case for a wedding ring and she's so happy he opens it up and it's just like a hook so she's like you could hang it over here hang it over there <laughs> the picture. and she just leaves and never comes back <laughs> so you were like that yeah, I was like that yeah oh fair enough anyway that's a little that's enough about me I had no recollection yeah. of 1993 uh, but apparently I was a cool dude how about you well, I was equally as cool. Yeah? Yeah, I, there's a photograph of me wearing a, a t-shirt with like a bulldog on it. That is cool. And uh, with wearing sunglasses and I had my hat backwards. Oh, my hat. My bright neon uh, green hat <laughs> and my striped bright uh, neon- uh, hey, 90s fashion is coming back. You see <laughs> yes. regular people dress like this. Yeah, my well, no one's wearing exactly the same clothes as I did back in the 90s. So, I had striped neon shorts. Cool. Black and like pink neon shorts, and like of course bright white t-shirts, like everybody did in the nineties. So like is this is this the style that you were dressing in, or did you dress in this, this outfit is how, every this single is how my day? My dad dressed. <laughs> I was like a little version of my dad. We had matching shorts. That's cute. Every set of shorts they used to sell like dads and sons shorts together as like a double pack oh, back in the nineties. So yeah. my dad and I had all the same shorts and t-shirts because they would sell all the outfits like. How did they do that with the sizing? How did they know what size yes. both the dad and the kid is going to be? It's very confusing. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, I remember, so I was still in preschool in uh, 1993. I don't know if you were in preschool at nope. that time. Okay, Two years old, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. You're still shitting in your pants. So well, I was, that didn't change. So I was in, in, well, yeah, it still hasn't changed today. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I was still in preschool in 1993. Like I said, I was about four, maybe mm-hmm. three at, the, at, the, at a push. But I saw my first ever movie in 1993, as we discussed, which was uh, Aladdin. Mind you, that came out in 1992, but it was still in cinemas because it came out in like December 1992. So, of course, it was still going to be in the cinemas in, yep. in 1993. And it was a huge hit. It was a massive hit. It was in, you've got to remember that movies as well were in cinemas for a really long time, like six months. It did seem like that. Back in the 90s. So, I had seen Aladdin for the first time in, I believe it was either, yeah, it was early January. 1993. So this is a sorry. So this is an important year for you. This is uh, yeah. the start of your. We've talked about this moment cinematic before love. on, on the show, so I won't go too much into it. But here's the thing: my preschool was directly opposite the cinema. Mine too. We went to the same preschool. Yeah, we went to the same preschool. Uh, so you, I don't think we went at the same time. No, of course but, not. But uh, I could look out through the back fence of the the preschool, and, and they had the bars like yeah. to keep the kids safe. Obviously, it's not like a prison, but you could look out of the bars and saw of the, the cinema. fence and see the cinema. So I would stand in the corner of the preschool, staring at the cinema, fantasizing about me escaping preschool and sneaking into the cinema. <laughs> 
<laughs> and been watching movies in the cinema. And what you would do also is you'd stand at the fence and talk to another person and be like, you know what? I predict in this yes. movie, this is, this is how it's going to happen. It's going to start with a cold open. In Aladdin 2, <laughs> this is what I think is going to happen. I prob- they escape by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, I probably did do b- that back then as well. <laughs> I think it's going to start with childhood flashbacks. That theatre for us, that cinema is like such a magical place. This is our childhood flashback episode. Yeah! There we go. We got a childhood <laughs> yes, flashback. Yes, it was a magical place, especially when you are a kid. Because it was a very interestingly designed building. So, it yes. had, it's, when you're a child, that gives it sort of like an otherworldly feel. Yes. And it wasn't a franchise cinema. It was- No, sort of not back lo- then anyway. No. It was a locally owned cinema. And um, yeah. and we were part of it, like, uh, without going too much into it, we were part of a smaller town. So, it was like one yes. cinema- and it was the only well, there were actually two cinemas right in across our town. from a from a cool ice cream shop as well. Oh, was there? Yeah, I don't remember that down that yeah. alleyway. It's still. Oh yes, oh yes, you're right. So you would go and you'd get ice cream. There was a donut you- shop down there when I was a kid. Yeah, it was a donut slash ice cream store. Yeah, it was only donuts when I was a kid. Oh, no okay. ice cream. But you'd watch a movie and then you'd go and have donuts. And well, ice cream maybe you would. <laughs> That's what I would do. You were probably luckier than I was. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so that that was all I wanted to say about my my childhood from 1993. But so. Let's talk about the movies of 1993 themselves, what we're all here to hear. So, no one cares what Matty D was doing on Christmas in 1993. No one cares <laughs> what I was doing in preschool in 1993. Matty D, what do you think were the top three highest grossing movies of 1993? And I think it's going to be really easy if you know movies. Uh, yeah, so Schindler's List has got to be up there. Nope, it's not. It's not. No, didn't make uh, that much money. Is Aladdin up there? Uh, came out in 92, so no. Oh, no, sorry, no, not Aladdin. Um... Come on, there's a big movie that came out in 1993. Don't look at your phone. I want you to go. Off <laughs> no, the no, top no. Of I'm head. looking at my notes here. What was it? Uh, well, just throw out, just throw out two more guesses, and then I'll let you off the hook. Because you did such a great job with our 2003 episode that I thought you'd pull it out again this time. I'm trying to remember what were the big, the big movies. Because um, yeah, I don't know what was it. So of course the uh, the top three. I'm going to go in uh, from least to most. The top three movies of 1993. Of course, the the third highest grossing movie was The Fugitive. Yeah, okay, that, that movie sense. made a massive amount of money. Tommy Lee Jones won a, an Academy Award for Best Actor for that movie. So, yep. thought that would have been really obvious. The second highest grossing movie of 1993 was Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. I saw that in the cinema. I didn't. Uh, and so, of course, that was going to be up there. And, of course, the number one highest grossing movie of 1993 was Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, of course. Of How course. could you not know that? Of course. In my head, when I think 1993, the first movie that comes to mind is Jurassic Park. Yeah. So, yeah, of course it had to be Jurassic Park, but you know. No, that's, yeah, that makes so much sense. You should have realised that, but oh well. I spaced on that. So, I did say that I saw Mrs. Doubtfire in the cinemas in 1993. I saw two other movies in 1993. I've already given away what the other one was. I saw Aladdin. Aladdin. Which, of course, wasn't from 1993, but I did see it in 1993. But guess what the other movie in 1993 was that I saw in the cinemas? Sandlot? No, no, no. That's a favourite movie of mine, a childhood favourite movie of mine. But I didn't see that in the cinemas. The third movie that I saw in the cinemas that year was Cool Runnings. Yeah. Which, of course, we've done a special episode on. So, I thought that was really appropriate. Nice. Did you, you watch s- that in the cinemas? Yeah, I saw that in the cinemas. That's excellent. It was one of the first movies I saw in the cinemas. That would so have been great. I started going to the movies in 1993. You've got to realise, I said that already. Yeah. So, one of the first movies I ever saw was Cool Runnings and Mrs. Doubtfire. What was it like for a four-year-old to watch Mrs. Doubtfire? Was it funny? It was scary. It was scary. I thought Mrs. Doubtfire was scary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but this is little Kieran who's scared of everything, Yes, right? that's true. So- Wasn't scared of Cool Runnings. No. No. Well, there you go. I thought that was a funny movie. Yeah. But I thought Mrs. Doubtfire was frightening because I was always worried that she'd get caught. Oh, so you're like on the edge of your seat because yeah. you're worried about like that anxiety. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. 
I used to hate feeling like that as a kid. Yeah, me too. Because you would literally... And I think the Mr. Something- Bean movie? Yeah, Fucking forget yes. about it. There's something about being a kid and watching a movie and you kind of grow out of it as you get older where that like sense of cringe and that sense of like Anxiety, you're really yeah. worried. You're so invested in the main character and you're really worried about them like failing or getting embarrassed or being exposed yeah. or getting caught out that you're just like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And as you get older, you're just like, yeah, whatever. It yeah, work. it's a terrible experience when you're a child. It is. It is. It's like watching the, the UK office. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just with every movie. Or listening to potential Spoilers. Yes. Yes. But yeah, did you see any movies in the cinema in 1993? <laughs> no, I did not. So you said that the first movie you remember seeing was Godzilla in 1998. Yes, and I, and I think I got to retroactively correct that because yeah. I, I after that episode, I had to think about it and dwelled on it some more. And the first movie I saw in the cinemas was actually James and the Giant Peach. Oh, wow. I saw that in the cinema too. Yeah. It was like 95, 96, if I'm not mistaken. Around about there. So only yeah. a couple of years after 93. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, that would have been the first movie I saw. What I an think. intense movie that now, would have been. that was frightening. Yeah, man. I was so frightened watching yes. that movie. Yeah. Uh, I, that terrified me. That The rhino and just how mean his, um, I think they were his aunts were. Yeah, Aunt Spiker and Aunt Sponge. Yeah. No one ever talks about that movie. It's no. kind of get, been forgotten Made about. Made by the same guy who directed um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, which is, I guess, a movie we might be discussing Oh, today. yeah, that came out in 1993. That came out in 1993. Well, you might be discussing it. Okay, well, we'll discuss it here because it's not on any of my lists, but I still enjoy it. That was a huge movie for this year. I've never finished watching it. But you're not into musicals, right? No, never really have been. Always used to fast forward musical numbers in movies when I was a kid. Yeah. Never really was into musicals as an adult, unless they're like really, really good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it didn't really appeal to me as as a child, uh, but I didn't see it until I was a teenager. Me too. And um, then when I was a teenager, I thought it was absolutely really not for me. Yeah, me too. A, a girl I was into when I was yeah, a teenager. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was into- well, It was my girlfriend. It so. was, uh, she was not my girlfriend. Um, but it was like The Nightmare Before Christmas was such a huge movie- in like our teenagehood years, when yes, we 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 well, were- you got to realize every girl was into that movie. Yes, yes. So when when we were in our teenage years, like that emo phase was really big, and that sort of like yeah. gothic kind of stuff, and uh, and Nightmare Before Christmas was like a huge sort of yeah thing that everyone was in love with during that time. So I don't want to shit on the movie. It just when oh, I the movie is great. When I watched it as a teenager, it just really wasn't for me. I'll probably appreciate it if I watched it as an adult. Look, I loved it. I'm probably too far gone. Uh, a, a personal friend of ours sort of was really into it and pushed it, um, pushed me to watch it, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, there you go. There you go. But it's not on any of your lists. No. Because so, there are other movies I like better. Let's talk about our list right now. So, this is something you probably had to go to your mum for, but what were your favourite movies in 1993? So, when you were in 1993, what movies were you watching? So, they don't necessarily have to be from 1993. It's just what did you have on tape? What were you watching all the time? Or what did you go to the cinemas? You didn't go to the cinemas. What had you seen recently that just really stuck out to you? So, what what I was watching as a two-year-old <laughs> was uh, apparently Peter Pan. Interesting. The Peter Pan was a huge so thing. So, the 30s Peter Pan. Yes. Yeah. Which is interesting because we covered an aspect of that <laughs> in the Chippendale movie. Yeah, that's a stretch, but okay, yep. So, Peter Pan was something that was put on in my household and I just sit and watch the entire thing and I loved it. So, I, I remember watching it, you know, when I was We all three. know that you dressed up as Captain Hook, because I did too. We talked about that before. <laughs> uh, another movie, Jungle Book, sensing oh, a theme yes. here, right? Oh, I used to love the Jungle Book back in 93 as well. I didn't put it on my list, mm. though, but anyway. Dumbo. Yeah, same for me too. Yeah. I think those are the, the main movies that I've got. I'm trying to see if there's anything I only more. had four. Yeah. 
that's that's a that's about it. It was a lot of a lot of Disney movies. I don't think I was yeah, watching too. any live action, and a lot of the content I believe I was told I was watching was like TV shows and things like that. But it was a lot yeah. of Disney movies, a lot of Disney. Yeah, movies. it's the same for me too. So the movies that I really loved when I was you know four years old back in 1993, we've, we've talked about it before. We've talked about almost all oh, of these before. Bambi and Sword of the Stone as well. Sword in the Stone. Sword in the Stone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, again. All movies that I watched back in 1993 and love, but none of them are on my list. So, What's on your list? Well, one of them is. Uh, so, we've talked about all of these movies in previous shows because I, I think I've gone into length uh, about watching these movies because they were the ones that I had on VHS tape. Those are the, those are the ones that I would watch all the time. So, The Land Before Time, we've <laughs> discussed time and time again. I still really like that movie. Uh, Peter Pan, I had two copies of Peter Pan, so I had the 30s one, and I've discussed this before, I had the Burbank, so the Sydney-based animation studio. Like the non-Disney version of it. Yeah, I had a Burbank version of Peter Pan as well, which I love, because I love Captain Hook's voice in that, he sounded like this, Peter Pan! (laughs) And I was always really amused by that, and so he was my favourite version of Captain Hook, because he was way more intimidating than the Disney Captain Hook was. He was way more flamboyant and silly. Yes. The Disney version, at least. Yes. Uh, well, so, yeah, the Burbank version was way more intimidating than the Disney version, so I loved him more. So, when I dress up as Captain Hook, I dressed up as that version of Captain Hook, just because he appealed to me more. <laughs> I'm looking up this guy's p- picture. Well, I don't know what the actor looks like, but you can look up what the character looks like. Yeah, I'm like. looking so up the character. I've discussed this movie before as well, uh, the Burbank Around the World in 80 Days, the one with uh, the- Oh, my God, this guy is terrifying. <laughs> Show me your picture. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Around the World in 80 Days is another Burbank movie. I had, like, the full Burbank collection on uh, videotape when I was a kid. So, I had uh, Treasure Island as well, but I didn't like that one as much. That one was boring. <laughs> Toad of Toad Hall, what was that one? Uh, Wind in the Willows. I remember what, I remember that one. So, uh, not the Burbank one. You would have remembered the, the other one, the more famous uh, the cartoon? UK one. Yeah. Maybe then. Because that one's really good. I re- did really enjoy that as a kid, but there was a Burbank one as well, which wasn't as good. Had that on tape as well. But yeah, Around the World in 80 Days was one that I loved. I've talked about it on this show before. Uh, that was in um, the, the movies that we talked about that traumatized us as kids. If you remember that <laughs> yes. one. That, our childhood movies episode. I remember, I remember. And then, of course, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which my dad taped off the TV. I've talked about that in almost every episode <laughs> of this fucking podcast. Yeah, well, we love that movie. Yes. And you watched that in 1993. I would have watched it before then and then years after that as well. Wow. That'd have been awesome. Yeah, it was great. So, it was one of the few uh, kids movies that my dad actually had taped. And like I said, he taped it off the TV because he was just like, oh, and Kieran comes up to visit. I don't have any movies to really show him. I'm not going to uh-huh. show him Starship Troopers, but <laughs> he should have. Um, I know we've kind of said this before, but I, I think this is an appropriate time to talk about it. The VHS era was a very magical time because you'd have like your collection of VHS tapes and then sometimes yeah. you'd have two movies on one VHS tape. You'd go to like a, a blockbuster or like our equivalent to a blockbuster and like- Video pick, easy. Pick out- Yeah, video or easy. Civic video. And, and pick out tapes- Yes. Uh, you know, and, and pick out tapes and like your parent be like, okay, you can only have one video yeah. and you judge it by the by the picture. But then also, we were all illegally taping things from yes. TV. Without it's machines. not illegal. That's oh, totally well. legal. Sorry, so. sorry. When I say illegally, we were taping <laughs> movies from the video store. That was yes, illegal. Yes, that's illegal. But taping stuff from TV. And to go back and look at those tapes, you would see all the old ads and we're stuff We're having like the that. exact same conversation. I, I, know, I know we've had it before, but it was, uh, you know, it's a magical time. 
Yeah, go back to our childhood episode, yeah. uh, our childhood movie talk episode. We're basically having the exact same conversation. I know, but we go into detail with that. Yeah, and uh, all of the movies that we're talking about here today, I don't think we've ever talked about before on this show. Like, a lot of the movies from 1993 that I really like today are very different to the ones that I was watching in childhood. I'm sure you're the same. Yes, yes. So, we should get into it now. Um, so, we've got three movies that I think we picked out as our top three movies from 1993. I've got to say, it was incredibly difficult. It is. Picking just three movies that I really like. So, I actually ended up with a list of about 15 <laughs> that I just wanted to talk about, but then three that I've that I've labeled my absolute favorites. So, I don't know how we should do this. Should we just go through our top three? And if we've got the same one, we don't have the same ones. If we've got the same ones, we'll just discuss it together. Should we go like one, two, three, like back and forth between each other? Yeah, that, that, that works. Let's go back and forth between each other. And then talk about our honourable mentions yes. in a little bit of detail. Or should we do our honourable mentions first, the ones that didn't make the list? No, no. no let's do honourable mentions second because guaranteed one person's movies are going to be in the other person's honourable mentions and vice versa. Because it's interesting or for me. Or not at all. Yeah, it's interesting for me because I, I'm looking at these movies and there are movies that I think are my favourite movies of 1993 now, but there are movies that appeared in 1993 that were huge childhood movies. Yeah. That I kind of grew up on. Yeah. I can't say I was watching them at two, but maybe I was watching yeah, them no, at of course five, not. six, seven, you know. I just wanted to point out as well, 1994 was the year that we got all the James Bond movies on tape. <laughs> wow. So, if, if we were, talking about, year if we were talking about 1994 time capsule, oh boy, like all of my favorite movies would be nah, James, Bond. James Bond movies because they absolutely were in 1994. I was absolutely eating up all of the James Bond movies. And there were ones that my mom was like, you're not allowed to watch that one. You can watch this one, not that one. <laughs> And so, like, growing up, I was like, what happens in that one? And, of course, when I was a bit older, I'd watch that one and be like, oh, wow, that one's really cool. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Let's get into our top three favorite movies of 1993. So, starting at number three, so starting at your, uh, your bo- the bottom of your list, mm-hmm. what was your uh, one of your favorite movies of 1993? One of my favorite movies of 1993, one of the best movies, I think... This is something I, I kind of ummed and art about. So this is now. Of, we're talking about now. Yeah, a few of my honourable mentions were at times going to beat it, but yeah, I think A Bronx Tale really holds up. Oh, really? So, I would put that at number three. That's an honourable mention for me. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, as far as a gangster movie, it's one of the best gangster movies I think they've ever made. I know there's a few others that I think I like a little bit better, but it was just a nice story that was re- well executed. The thing is, I liked it, Matty D, but it's really not one of my favourite gangster movies because mm-hmm. I really don't love the, like, the, the love story in the movie. You know what okay. I mean? Like, I yeah. just wanted it to be, like, more like Goodfellas, which it really was trying to be, yes. like, a Goodfellas ripoff. But then, <laughs> like, the the whole love story, which is the whole movie hinges on that. Yeah. It's really not what I wanted from the movie is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. But Bronx Tale for me, number three. Yeah, there you go. So, you? number three for me is Dennis the Menace. Which, which is, is a, an honorable mention. Which yeah. is a big childhood movie for me. The reason that it's still number three on my list is because I still really, really like that movie. It's still really funny to me. We, we mention it all the time on this show. Yes. Christopher Lloyd as the villain in that movie is oh, the thing amazing. that keeps bringing me back to it. Christopher Lloyd as a villain is always a big thing for me, given the fact that he was the villain in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But he was equally as good as a villain in Dennis the Menace. Nobody fucking remembers this movie. It's no. like Baby's Day Out. Yes. It's considered like a terrible uh, kids movie, but like it was a movie I used to watch all the time as it's- a child. In fact, I used to look like Dennis <laughs> when I was a kid, Dennis Mitchell. I look like the other kid that kisses the bottom. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you, you are that kid. <laughs> we always used to say that was the Maddie yeah, D kid yeah, yeah. for years. Yeah. I'm glad you acknowledge that, Dennis's it. Dennis's best friend, yeah. Yeah. 
There you go. There you go. It all, all comes, comes together. It all comes full So we've got to find out who the girl with the glasses is. <laughs> who do we know who looks like that? I don't know. Oh, there's one person and you're listening. There you go. <laughs> yes, there you go. You're that person. Uh, yeah, I, I got to jump on this as well. I love Dennis the Menace. It was a huge childhood movie for me as well. It's kind What's of a- your favorite scene as an adult? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> when, when the Matty D character kisses the bum? That was pretty funny. Look. Can, when, when the kid goes, ah, apple. Uh, yes. And he I stabs think, it with a knife. I think the two the two lines for me, I'll say, I won't even say scenes. The two lines for me that I always love is where they say, like, he steals the apple from the kid and he goes, who? What? So you have to explain switch, it as though someone hasn't switch, seen the movie. So Switchblade Sam, yeah. played by Christopher Lloyd, is, is the bad guy. He comes into town and he's robbing everybody and he comes in and he sees this little boy who has an apple in his yeah. hand and he says, what? And you-? no shirt. Okay. And he, and he said, no shirt, weirdly enough. And he says to the kid, what you got there, sport? And the kid looks up, looks up at him all innocent, goes, an apple, and holds out like this apple to show him. And to show him, yeah. And, and Switchblade Sam, Christopher Lloyd just goes, an apple. <laughs> like, best acting in the world. Takes his Switchblade out, stabs, stabs it in the apple, takes the apple. The child's hand becomes a doll's hand for a few frames. <laughs> and then starts eating the apple and off like, the knife. And off the knife. And the kid's just looking really sad. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, he's doing really Christopher Lloyd eating. He's like, <laughs> like yeah. open mouth, spits flying his everywhere. theme music. Oh, theme music is great. But another scene that I love just for the line alone is that Dennis, I can't remember the context of it, but Dennis, he he like fires some paint. He sucks some paint up in a vacuum. Yeah, because he spills paint in the garage and he doesn't want to get into trouble. So he tries vacuuming it up. And so the vacuum clogs up with paint and, and so it, it doesn't explodes. work. So he hits the reverse button. Oh, yes. And it shoots like a ball of paint and wood up into the air. Yes, and then and uh, and then it, it goes lands- through the ceiling of the garage. Yes, and it goes into Mr. Wilson's, played by uh, what was his name, Math Math Walter Mathau. Walter Mathau. Yeah, uh, goes into his barbecue, and when he's eating his lunch later on, he goes, "Tastes like paint and wood." And wood. That's something we <laughs> quote at my household all the time. Just so many quotable lines in that movie. It's crazy when he force feeds Switchblade Sam. When Dennis force feeds Switchblade oh. Sam all the baked beans, he's oh. like, "You have to eat all your dinner." Otherwise. And then he becomes massively fat, <laughs> yeah. and he's farting. Yeah, on the- oh. <laughs> How about the bit where he he gets he catches on fire because uh, he's close to the campfire? Yeah. Switchblade Sam is. Switchblade Sam is tied up by Dennis, and then Dennis puts him too close to the fire, so he sets on fire. Yeah, he falls asleep, and then he's, yeah. he's blanket. No, he gets knocked out. Yeah, he gets knocked he drops, out. He like, gets an iron bar, That's right. hits him in the head. He That's gets right. Knocked. He's got this massive welt. welt on his head. But Dennis thinks he's asleep. Hope yes. you're all still following us. Yeah. Dennis thinks he's asleep. P- poor, like, pulls, a blanket. pulls a blanket over him, but pull, pulls, pulls it, it over, over the, the fire. Campfire. He wakes up. He's like, oh! And he jumps out. And my favorite bit is when he runs in, and they're next to this- uh, The river. They're under a bridge- Next to a river, bridge, yeah, yeah uh, next to a river. So he runs and he jumps into the river, but he lands on like a box that's like floating. No, there's a the car river. that's un- just underneath the surface oh, right. of the water. I never knew it was a car, but it was something. And he just like face plants. <laughs> you think he's going to go in the water? And his face he goes plants in it. bank. And you see him go. Oh, <laughs> what's Christopher funny is- Lloyd is fantastic in that movie. Later in the movie, he gets knocked off the train bridge, so he's up on the train bridge. Yeah, and then the train goes past, knocks him off the bridge, and he lands on the exact same car under the water. <laughs> yes, and it makes me laugh both times. <laughs> Good choice. Dennis the Menace is a good choice. Yeah, that's I mean, why it's still in my top three, because it's just talking about it makes me laugh. Yeah, so many... The, the acting is so lame, except for Walter Matthau and Christopher Lloyd. But yes. It's 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 a meme movie that should be a meme movie that everyone's forgotten about. Yeah, it's just like Baby's Day Out for us. Yes, it is. Which, it's one of those kids' movies when that did everyone... When Baby's Day Out come out? 94? 94. Yeah, well, there you go. 
It's one of those movies, so nobody else likes it, nobody else talks about it, but we absolutely love it because that's what we grew up watching. So, what's number two for you? Okay, number two for me, i got to say Schindler's List. Less fun to talk about, yes. but I think it was a classic. I think it holds up as a, as a fantastic movie. It is a fantastic movie. The uh, reason I didn't put it in my top three was because I was like, do I want to watch it right now? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have come at it with that kind of mindset. Because I don't know if it's the sort of movie you would watch. I think it's important time, to talk about because it's one of the best movies of '93. Yes, but a, a very well executed movie, entirely shot in black and white, except for some key moments, key moments. which was a really nice style choice yes. by Spielberg himself. And uh, what was the bad guy's name or the ba- the, the actor Ray was played Fiennes. by Ray Fiennes? And he does a great performance in that movie. Yeah, St- solid movie. Did you have any thoughts? Yeah, on Yeah. So I didn't watch this movie until I was an adult. Yeah, me too. Because so, I was just like, shit, that looks boring. Me I too. I don't want to watch that. I movie. watched this for school. Oh, really? Yeah, they made us watch. You're for an school. adult at school. No, I sorry, I I was older, so I was you know uh, about you teenager teenager. Yeah, yeah okay. so I'm, I'm so I guess around like. Probably about 15, 14, I would have watched so, it. So, I didn't watch it until I was in my 20s, just because it was never a movie I was interested in watching. But then, of course, when I really got into watching movies, I was like, well, I have to watch it. You it's a to, classic. Yeah. It's Spielberg. I've seen all of Spielberg's movies up to this point. Got to watch Schindler's List. And what do you think when you watch it? And so, it? when I started watching it, I was just like, oh, this is about World War Two. You didn't know that? No, I did. I had no idea what it was about. And I was like, oh, this is about World War Two. Oh, it's about like, oh, the, the Jews in World War II in, in Nazi Germany. And I'm like, halfway through the movie, I'm like, this is a pretty dark movie. Thank goodness it's not taking place in Auschwitz. <laughs> not realizing that the third act would lead to Auschwitz yes. and then all the darkest stuff in the movie yes. happens in that third act. It's- all the memorable stuff in the movie happens in that third act. And yeah. I was so like... Uh, heartbroken and horrified by that third act that I've never watched the movie again because I just don't want to go through that again. I mean, that's that's what the movie does to you, though, and that's what yeah. it's supposed to do to you. That also- beautiful scene at the end, which is in colour, mind you, where all of the surviving Jews go and put, like, the stones on Oscar Schindler's yeah. grave. Yeah. Like, that really got me that's when I watched the movie. I really like that. But then, yeah, all the horrific stuff in Auschwitz, of course, really stuck with me. And yeah. like I said, I've never watched the movie again because it was very traumatising, I suppose. Sure, absolutely. Shocking. Yeah, and while I like, I mean, that's know, how that's how I feel about Twelve Years a Slave as well. Yes. I, I like that movie, but I'll never watch it again. Yeah, while I like having my buttons pushed, I've said before, like the movies that are really impactful for me are ones that have my buttons pushed. But that was such a like, you know, because it's a real thing that happened. Yes. It's not fun to relive that experience. Yeah. So while I still say, yeah, it was a great movie, an I really important story it. to be told. Yes, uh, you know, probably the best Auschwitz movie that's ever been made. Yes, next out of to- all the Auschwitz, imagine judging that, but having to judge the best. Well, the Auschwitz only other movie. one I've seen is the Diary of Anne Frank, so yeah. which was a- another very dark movie I saw way too young. I saw that when I was in, lo- in primary school still. And it, that really traumatized me. But anyway, Schindler's List, yeah. Yeah, that's my number two. Yeah, it's a great movie. I'm glad we talked about it. But yeah, it's not a fun movie. <laughs> you said that already. It's yes. not a fun movie. But, but a yeah, great movie. It is and still a great movie. Liam Neeson is fantastic in it as well. Would you watch it again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'd watch it again, but I'd have to be in the right mood for it. Yeah. It's not a sit-down fun time movie. It's not a sit-down fun time movie. But it's not like me, my number one, but anyway. My let's... number two is a sit-down fun time movie. It's a movie that I grew up watching as a teenager, and it's really stuck with me. And I rewatched it recently. It's actually by one of your favorite directors. Directors of all time, any day. Oh, yeah. I rewatched it recently and I was still like, this is still like a fucking great movie. I think I know where you're going with this. It's Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive. Okay, not where I thought you the were going. The Peter with Jackson this. movie. <laughs> oh, yes. So if you haven't seen it. This is your number two. It's my number two because it's a movie that I still really love and I loved it for years and years and years. And for ages, it was my favorite horror movie. It was up there with my favorite horror movies. Yeah. Now, before Peter Jackson was a Lord of the Rings guy, he was like the king of yeah. gore almost. He did Bad Taste. He did Brain Dead. I believe Brain Dead was his second movie. He did that Muppet movie. Meet the Feebles. Yeah. 
Oh man, if Meet the Feebles came out in '93, I'd be talking about that. <laughs> but I like Brain Dead better than any other Peter so Jackson movie. I think I watched Brain Dead with you. Was that yeah, the movie easy. that ends in? There's just this. They're in this house. And the famous like, lawnmower scene. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. We so can I, talk about it. I watched that with you. So it's literally about uh, an expedition that goes to Skull Island. Yes, the same Skull Island from King Kong. Peter Jackson would go on to remake King Kong in the future. That's amazing. So yeah, they they find he like thought it into reality. A, a Sumatran a Sumatran monkey rat. So it's like a, a rats raped monkeys apparently and gave birth to like this weird deformed rat. And then when the rat bites people, it infects them with a zombie virus. And mm-hmm. the zombie virus ends up back in New Zealand because the the rat goes to the zoo in New Zealand and then it escapes from the zoo. Bites it, people. It bites the main character's mother. So the mother becomes like the big uh, main bad zombie. And it, the movie literally ends with a reverse birth where she forces him back in. Oh, up, yeah, I remember up that. Up into her vagina. Yeah, or she tries he, to, right? Well, she does. She does? Yeah, and then he has to cut his way out of her stomach with like a chainsaw. No, no, it's not a chainsaw. It's a necklace. So he has a necklace with a pendant on it and he cuts his way out with that necklace. Yeah. And she um, becomes like this huge grotesque creature. But yeah, the big famous Maybe scene- Peter Jackson needed to be talking about his issues with somebody at this stage. Well, all of his movies were like this back then. That was his thing. Like he wanted to shock and disturb yeah. people to make like a name for himself. And it worked. But that's- It certainly it's, did. It's so funny that people He think- almost got a Bond movie. Oh, that would be that would be great. <laughs> but the thing is, they showed Barbara Broccoli, who was the producer of the Bond movies at the time. They showed her the Frighteners, and she watched maybe like twenty minutes of it and was just like, "Not this guy." <laughs> he would have made a great Bond movie, though. Yeah, I think you. he would have. It would be different. Peter Jackson. That I mean, like yeah. we we know how much of a how great a filmmaker he is. But we've got to talk about the big scene of the movie, of course. Uh, his whole house. There's a big party at his house, and everyone at his house gets turned into zombies because he's keeping zombies in the basement. The zombies break out. Everybody uh, gets turned into zombies at the party. And then our main character, he bursts in through the front door with a lawnmower, holding up the lawnmower so the blades are are facing forward. And then he just, like, runs through the zombies, chopping them all up. And you think he's killed all of them. And he turns around and there's just, like, a path in between the middle of them. (laughs) And that's when the music kicks in. Like, got this really great sort of synth score. And you just see him, like, walking around, just chopping every zombie up. There's a zombie who's just guts as well. There's just a pair of guts that goes around and it has like a little face and it just talks by like making fart noises. <laughs> Great movie. If you haven't classy, seen it, it's on YouTube. Movie. Look up either- It's on YouTube. Yeah, you it's on YouTube. It free. In HD. Whoa. There's not a lot it. of movies you can watch on YouTube. No. So if you haven't seen it, look up uh, Brain Dead slash Dead Alive on uh, YouTube. The other thing did, I remember- did that Didn't it win some award or- Not award, but wasn't it like the most bloody movie at the time or something it, like it that? It won a, a Guinness World Record yeah. for the most amount of fake blood ever used in a movie at that point. And prior to that, it was Friday- It was um, Elm Street? Yes, it was right. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, so the it, first one. It topped Elm Street. That's right. Johnny Which Depp's that is death. big. Yeah. And watching that scene and remembering that scene, it well, definitely- They literally filled a house with blood. <laughs> Poor Stanley Kubrick's just there going like, I fucking did an elevator. <laughs> But anyway, the other thing I remember about that movie is being a kid and going to the video shop, going mm. to Video Easy, as we love to yeah. mention, and just seeing the front cover for that movie and being so frightened by the front cover. So, the front cover is weird because nothing like it happens in the movie. There's just a woman's face and she's got like a shocked expression and then a skull is coming out of her mouth. Okay. If you've ever been to like a VHS store, like you would have seen this, this video front cover in the horror section because it was always there. And I never knew what the movie was until I grew up and saw it. And I was just like, oh, that's what that movie is. <laughs> the only thing that relates to it in the movie is there's a zombie baby, right? There's a baby who gets, well, two of the zombies have sex and they give birth to a zombie baby. And uh, at the climax of the movie, uh, a woman starts like convulsing and then her head splits open and the baby's face like comes out of her head. Right. So, that's the closest thing to being like- but not a, a skull. A skull in mouth. a woman's mouth. 
Yeah, it was very strange. Just anyway, an artistic choice, I guess, trying to grab people. Let's get into your number one. I'm oh, excited. Number one is a movie we've already discussed. Really? Dennis the Menace? Yes, Dennis the Menace. No, Cool Runnings is my top. Oh, really? There you go. I have to say, out of all the movies in 1993, the movie that I had the most fun with and the movie I think... I, the, the movie I'd watch right now would be Cool Runnings. So, I've got to put that there on my go. top. It still makes me laugh today. I, You know what? John Candy is so good. Oh, yeah? I think we've all forgotten how good John I think John we all Candy remember is. Sanka from that movie. <laughs> he, was was great. he was also character. great. So, it's a funny movie, but I think it's very timeless in its message and, and the story that they tell, as we discussed in our Cool yeah, Runnings true episode. True story. Mm, Don't know yeah. if a Bronx Tale is, but I definitely know what Cool Runnings is. So, yeah, really enjoyed this movie. Thought it was executed really well and could watch it right now if you turned it on. There you go. I, I agree with you there. I wouldn't put it up as high as It makes some me of my cry others. at the end. Oh, really? When everyone's clapping? Yeah. <laughs> to this day, it makes you cry. Yeah, wow, makes me tear up. That's I think really it's a nice. really beautiful ending. I, I like, you know, all these movies always end with, and I know it's a true story, so they can't do that. But all these movies always end with, like, you know, they win at the end. But the fact that they don't win, but they win the morality victory, is is a really sweet message that I think a lot of movies could be doing more of. Yeah, I'm with you there, hundred percent. What's your favorite line from the movie? Sucker man, you dead? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, also, What's your smoking, man? also, I love uh, drawing a line in your head. So no, it looks I was like going to say that uh, a less funny line is is a gold medal is a beautiful thing. But if you're not enough without it, then you'll never be enough with it. I think that's really powerful. I can't believe you didn't say it. What? I see prize. Oh yes, I see power. <laughs> I see power. I see a badass mother. Who do- well, that you know, I I say that every morning in the mirror. Yeah, I too. say it before I go into the podcast. You know, before I start recording, I got to look at my look at my reflection and say that that yes. mantra. Go back and listen to our Cool Running special episode if you haven't yet, because it is a potential spoilers classic. <laughs> yes, certified classic. Almost five years old that episode. Yes, wow. So yeah, we. It's obvious that we both really love uh, Cool Runnings, but uh, you're going to be really surprised by my number one because it's a really offbeat sort of movie but it is, it is the movie that I genuinely like the most from 1993 and that movie for me is Menace to Society it's my okay. favourite uh, gangster movie it from is, that is a good movie and I can see why you know it appeals to you so surprise I, it's number one I saw honest. it for the first time in 2013 okay. so I didn't see it for ages and I, when I saw it in 2013 I absolutely fell in love with it it was a movie I put on all the time. Still to this day, I put it on all the time. It just hits all the sweet spots for me. I think it's a perfect movie from start to finish. I can completely understand why you don't see it the same way. I, I think it's a good movie, but yeah. Dead Presidents, which is the follow-up to that movie, is nowhere near as good. <laughs> so, what, what's the plot of Men- uh, Menace to Society? is literally about uh, like a, a, a gang of uh, black youths in uh, the early 90s. Yeah. And they're literally just criminals, so they're never played as redeemable or, or good guys at all. I mean, there's like one guy is trying to get out and, and go it's, to college. And it's that gangster sort of culture yeah. as well. It was one of the first big the, movies. The ghetto and stuff like that. It was one of the first big movies to explore crime and, and gangs in, you know, Los Angeles back in 1993. So, outside of Spike Lee, where, you know, um, it's always like more of a positive message. Yes. This was the first sort of, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to make it, it's, it sounds kind of like bad that I'm saying it's like the, the it's a, a very much like a Scarface story, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's a gangster Like, movie. we're rooting for the bad guys and, you know, we're The downfall of, of the bad guys. Yeah, and we're sort of the reveling rise. in what they're doing. So, the bad guy in the movie is one of the good guys and, you know, we're rooting for the other good guy or the other bad guy to get out of the gang and we're, we're sort of rooting for the bad guy to get what yeah. he deserves. And this end. was during the time of uh, sort of rap music taking yeah, off. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as- and that was a big part of the movie too. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about our honourable mentions. Okay. We can spend a little bit of time talking about each one because I'm sure you got a fair few. 
Yeah, I've, I do. So should we talk about the most important one first? Most important. We've got one. to talk about Jurassic Park. Okay. So why wasn't Jurassic Park in your top three? Because there's going to be a lot of people out there who are mad, who are going to get pissy at us for not saying that Jurassic Park was our favorite movie. They, they can get mad, and I completely respect. This is a we've talked about Jurassic Park, our opinions of Jurassic Park on our Jurassic listen World to our episodes, Jurassic World Dominion episode, and also in previous podcasts we've talked about Jurassic Park. And look, you know, I can give Jurassic Park all the credit in the world as a masterpiece. At the time, nothing had been done before it, visually speaking. The story it told was really cool. There's a lot of fun elements to it. It's just not, it's not a movie that I particularly enjoy that much. I think it's like, it's good and I can understand it's a great movie, but it's, it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it on right now. I really liked it when I was a kid. I definitely watched it a lot when I was a kid, but yeah, I sort of grown out of it is my thing. Like, while I still think it's really good and it could have easily been in my top three and I, I am absolutely acknowledging that I think it's, it's a pretty good movie, but yeah, it's just, I sort of grown out of it. While I like the world around the movie, specifically Quite Like You, I just wouldn't put on the movie to watch yeah. because, yeah, it's it's a good movie. I don't think it's bad at all, but just not what I'm into currently. Yeah. Like if- I'm into Dennis the Menace. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, I wouldn't put this so movie- I'm saying Dennis the Menace is a better movie than- <laughs> No, I'm just joking. So, fucking Spielberg knocking it out of the park yeah, in 1993. Well, he was huge in this period. Yeah. But yeah, if you, for example, if you put on Jurassic Park right now and said, oh, you're I'm playing Jurassic Park, you want to stay and watch it? I'd be like- Mm. I'm going to do nah. my taxes. I'm going to go do my taxes. So, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm not Here's saying I haven't if enjoyed you d- it. If you put it on right now, I'd probably sit down and watch it. <laughs> I, you know, there's, I do enjoy it for, for parts of it, but it's looking at all the other movies in 1993, I, I, I would like some movies better. That's okay. my opinion of it. All right. What else have you got in your honorable mentions? All right. Now that that's out of the way, everyone can yell at me and say how bad my honorable mentions are. But I have to say this because this was a movie that was a huge part of my childhood. Let's If we double up, we'll just have the conversation. If not, we'll skip forward. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So, I, I think it needs to be mentioned for me because I this was one of my favorite movies when I was a child. I'm talking about sort of five, six, around that time. Uh, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, yes. I've never seen that. It's great. It's one of the best Batman properties, best Batman sort of movies ever made. You're a big Batman fan. It You're was, a fan of the animated series, yes, right? Is it, it a spin-off from the animated series? Yes, it is. So, okay. it's, it's uh, I haven't watched it in some time. I'd like to re-watch it again, but it is essentially the animated series. They made a movie. It explores Batman becoming Batman. Yeah. Really, really well done movie. Yeah. And I just remember watching it a lot as a child. It was it's one of the first introductions I had, other than the animated series, to sort of the Batman world. So there wouldn't be too many other Batman movies that you could watch at that point. So yeah, well, after that, I started watching the 1989 oh, Batman go. movie, and then when I think of course the 1966 Batman movie. Yes, the 1966. Did it come out 66? Yes, it did. I'm just pulling that out of my No, house. it did. It did. 1966 oh, is when it came out. So, I started watching Batman the Animated Series, then watched uh, Batman the, the Batman movie, Mask of the Phantasm. Okay. And then I then got into 1989. And there you go. Which you've talked about before being a big childhood movie. Yeah, which I was, would have been about five or six or so when I watched that. So, probably too young yeah. for it, but it was enough. It was fun enough that I could just like yeah, enjoy yeah. it and not get the adult tones of it. And then- yeah, um, and then 1966, and then eventually, like, Schumacher makes his movies, and then yeah. I love those. And that's when it goes downhill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you love those too. <laughs> well, I loved them at the time. And then, of course, I, uh, later I was allowed to watch the Batman Returns movie. Oh, there that you was, go. That was a movie that was banned for me for a while. There you go. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say an honorable mention? Yeah, so an honorable mention I had was The Fugitive, of cool. course. Uh, I'm very surprised that we didn't mention it outside of one of the highest grossing movies of all time. I watched The Fugitive for the first time this year. 
Oh, yeah. So, 30 years after it was released, and I you enjoyed watched it? it this year. And I loved it. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No. We've talked about it before on this show. We've, we've made references to it on yeah. this show, but uh, both of us had never really seen it. So, I knew I've seen it, bits of it. I knew what it was about, and I'd seen most of it, but I'd never sat down and watched it from start to finish. Yeah. So, I'd seen most of the scenes just when it was on TV or just like I'd catch the end of the movie, but I hadn't watched it from Same start to finish until this year. And your thoughts were? And I thought it was great. I thought yeah. it was a brilliant movie. Really exciting from start to finish. A little bit dated, but, you know, really excited from start to finish. What else have you got? Okay, here's one that I know we said there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure, but if there was, this would be a guilty pleasure. The Three Musketeers. Oh, that's right. You talked about that movie before in a previous episode. Yes. I remember the story being like you, you your parents told you, oh, the, the, all the characters that died at the end, they're that's right. actually, they aren't actually dead. They're just pretending. And everyone who claps at the end <laughs> is all the dead people coming back to like celebrate the end of the movie. Yes. All the actors come back to clap. Yeah. That's where they all are. I was like, oh, cool. Is that the one with, oh, who's in that one? So, Keith Sutherland is in it. Yep. Uh, Tim Curry is the bad guy. That's the cardinal, yeah. Uh, the guy who plays Robin, whose name is escaping me, he, he's the main character. He's D'Artagnan. The guy who plays Robin. In in the Schumacher Batman movies. Oh, him. Something O'Neill. Chris O'Neill? Chris I think it is Chris O'Neill. Chris O'Connor or something like that. Uh, him, he's, he's in there. Then we've also got, I believe Oliver Platt is also yes, in there. Yes, I remember him being in the movie. Oh, and of course, Charlie Sheen is in yes, there as well. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Crazy cast. Yeah, it was the 90s. That's just a fun, crazy movie. Not a great movie, but like it knows what it is and there's just a lot of people sword fighting on top of uh, walls and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, not a bad movie at all. The one I have here is my favourite... One of my favourite Godzilla movies of all time, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2. Oh, nice. Came out in 1993. Very nice. Uh, that is easily in my top three Godzilla movies of all time. So, my favourite is Godzilla vs. Biolanti, and easily my number two is Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2. Like, I absolutely love that one. It's If if I have to put on a Godzilla movie and watch it, like, like I'm being forced to. <laughs> if I was to recommend a, a Godzilla movie to anybody, of course, first of all, it would be Biolanti. But, yeah, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2. Easily one of the best Godzilla movies ever made. Cool. Came it's, out obviously ninety three. And this and this it's it's the second time they introduced Mecha Godzilla. That's right. So the first time they did it was back in the classic uh, Showa era, and so this is in the Heisei era. So um, this is like when they had like better special effects. Yeah. In, it, it was ninety three. So obviously. And this was the Mecha Godzilla everybody kind of knows. Visually. That's right. Like, that's right. If you see a poster of Mecha Godzilla, it's probably from this movie. That's right. Yeah. And Mechagodzilla is much cooler in this movie than he was the original movie. So, yeah, this isn't a sequel to Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, but it's more so like the new era version of it. But they didn't want to confuse people, so they just put a two in the title. So, people wouldn't be like, well, so which Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla is this movie? Instead of minus one. Yeah, exactly. So, what else have you got? Okay, so this is another huge childhood movie for me, a movie that was uh, that I grew up in. Sandlot? Sandlot, yes. There you go. We, is that on your list? Yeah, but we can talk about it. Right, you know. Would an adult get a lot out of the Sandlot? Maybe not. But when you're a kid and you're watching it, it's it's kind I of- I thought Little Rascals was better when I was a kid. Uh, but but when I did certainly Red- loved- uh, When did Little Rascals come out? Came out uh, after. It was like 94, yeah. 95. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree. Little Rascals was was better. But, but I love the Sandlot. Sandlot's though. a cute little story about, you know- Getting their ball back from a dog. <laughs> That's basically the whole movie. From or, Darth Vader's dog. Yeah, Darth Vader's dog. Or eating too much food and throwing up off a <laughs> like a carousel ride. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, do you remember all those people just getting showered with vomit from all the kids yes. throwing up off the yes, ride? to tequila. Was it tequila? Oh, yeah, the, the song tequila, was tequila. tequila. I thought you were saying they were drinking tequila, and I was like, no, they weren't. <laughs> no, they just ate a lot of stuff and went on rides and yeah. just vomited everywhere. Oh, they ate- um, What did they eat? They ate something. 
I thought it was like lollies or something. Yeah, it was something like that. It was, yeah. it was like tobacco, wasn't it? I think that was involved. Yeah. Uh, did you ever see the sequel? Did yes, ever- I did. What did you think of that sequel? Terrible. Yeah, absolutely straight terrible. to, I guess, VHS sequel was not good. No. And I, and I watched the commentary on it. I watched the movie and oh, I was really? like, that's shit. I need to work out what happened with it, like how they made this. And I listened to the uh, making of it and they were just like, yes, yeah, just look, man. Like we just looked at the first movie and we decided, well, we've got to do this and we've got to do this and we've got to do this. And they did not care for it at all. There you go. It was trash. Yeah, it certainly was. So the only thing they had, a, they had a girl team and that was it. Uh, no, there was a girl in their team. Oh, right. That was what was, was happening in that movie. That was the only thing that was different. Yes. So, I've got to mention as well that I had Schindler's List in my honourable mentions. Uh, the next one I wanted to mention was Army of Darkness, which of course is the third Evil Dead movie. We've talked about it before in our Evil Dead Rise episode. Mm-hmm. I just think that movie is a fun time. I've always enjoyed it. It's very campy. It's very goofy. It knows exactly what it wants to be. Yes. I remember watching it with Matty D one time and Matty D just did not get the movie. <laughs> he was just sitting there going, what? what? Do you like this? Huh? <laughs> what would happen in this movie? That's the one where Ash goes back to medieval times and oh, it's the evil Ash. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that very well. That separates from his body and becomes yes. the villain. Yes. Like a burnt orc. Well, he gets shot in the face. So, yeah, he's he's decomposing. So, yeah, he's- uh, Yeah, fair. What else have you got? So, on my honourable mentions, Dennis the Menace is actually listed yep. here. We've already talked about that. I've got a Bronx Tale and Cool Runnings, by the way. Oh, there we go. So, we, we have similar tastes. Yes. But, uh, you know, a movie I grew up when I was a kid, I really enjoyed was The Secret Garden. Oh, yes. Judge me away, sir. That but, was uh, always, that was going to be on my list as well, but I was just like, well, I didn't like it that much. But yeah, I did love that movie. So, the 93 version of Secret Garden, not the TV movie from the 80s. <laughs> yes. I thought that was Which a fun movie. very dark, that TV movie. It starts off with everyone dying of the plague, I believe. <laughs> yes. Like, she's going around her house, like the little girl, uh, one of the main characters, is like walking around her house and everyone is dead. And she's, it's like, goes into her parents' room and, and she goes like, Mommy, there's no one to make me breakfast. All the maids are dead. That's intense. And the parents are like lying in bed dying, not able to do anything. And I remember being horrified by that as a kid. But that's not the secret garden. No, that we're no, no. Because that does not happen in the movie. No. The movie is very wholesome and very sweet. Yes. Not much really you can say about it other than the fact that I really enjoyed it. I thought, thought it was really magical. That's a sick kid in the wheelchair. That's right. And he gets better when he goes to the garden. Yes. Yeah. That was all my honorable mentions, by the way. So I'm thinking you have a little bit more. I only have four more. Okay. So I have Hot Shots Part 2, the sequel to Hot Shots, which <laughs> I absolutely love. It's a parody of uh, Rambo 3 and 2. Oh, with Charlie Sheen, right? With Charlie Sheen. Yes. Who a lot of people- Rowan Atkinson's in it. Oh, really? No. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first movie is a parody of uh, Top Gun. Yes. Which I also really like that one. This is another Abram Zucker uh, production. Was it you that told me that you liked it better than Top Gun? Well, yeah, I like any of the Hot Shots <laughs> movies better than Top Gun, but there's a lot of movies I like better than Top Gun. <laughs> Not Top Gun Maverick, though. No, we like that. We like that one. But yeah, Hot Shots is easily better than Top Gun, both of them. Uh, next up, I have uh, Carlito's Way, if you've ever okay. seen that movie. No, I haven't, but I've heard of it. So, it's De Palma's follow-up to Scarface. So, it's not the movie he did straight after Scarface, but he sort of wanted to do like a pseudo-sequel to Scarface. Yeah. So, it stars Al Pacino yeah. as a gangster. Like a, He used to be a gangster who gets out of jail, and he goes sort of goes back into the world of uh, that I he used to inhabit. I think you mentioned it in the Scarface episode we did. Yeah, I probably did. So, yeah, he gets out of jail and it's it's set in the 70s, uh, obviously made in 93. But, yeah, he, he's trying to be like a normal guy. He's trying to lead a normal life. But then everyone who was from his previous life keeps trying to draw just him back when, into just it. Just when he thinks he's out, they drag him. They right pull him back in. in. Yeah, it's exactly that. Uh, <laughs> he gets shot at the end of the movie. And as he's dying, he starts giving a monologue. And the monologue, I swear, goes for like <laughs> at least 15 minutes. 
it just keeps going and going. I'm like, he's still alive? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So another one I wanted to mention, of course, it was a movie we've talked about several times on the show. The best Adams Family movie, The Adams Family Values. So the second Adams Family movie. I didn't even think of that. That movie's great. Came out in nineteen ninety. I'm throwing that on an honorable mention as well. You have yeah. to. That is our favorite Adams Family movie. Easily that is the, the best, best Adams Family movie. Easily. Even considering the new Adams Family movies that are coming out, it's better than those. Yes, that came out. We're not getting any more. <laughs> Well, of course, Wednesday is getting a season two, but you know. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. Still better than Wednesday. <laughs> it is the, the, it is the, the, what do you call it? The boilerplate for Adam's Family movies. And another great Christopher Lloyd performance. Yes, absolutely. He steals that movie. Uh, I think you're thinking of the first one, but. Oh, no, no yes. No, he's absolutely. Yeah, you're right. He, he does steal it. He, he gets married to Debbie. Yeah, and he's such a, he's such a huge character in that movie. He's but- the main character of both movies. Yeah. He steals both movies. Yeah. So yeah. And but no, 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 Wednesday steals both movies. He's, he's, well, yeah, that's, that's true. It. Wednesday, Wednesday. By does. the way, we didn't mention it in our last episode. Did you notice that Wednesday herself, Christina Ricci, was in, well, Wednesday herself was in both movies we covered last episode. Was so in, so Christina oh. Ricci was in uh, The Matrix Resurrections in one shot. Where she was, was she? The, she was the head developer for the video game, Matrix 4, that oh, they were doing. I didn't even pick she that up. She was the one that's who awesome. gave them the pamphlet saying Matrix 4. Cool. That was her. Oh, okay. And then Jenna Ortega was the other Wednesday. She was, uh, of, yeah, course, of course, in, in Scream. Scream. Scream 5. But there, I didn't even there realize that until right now. That's awesome. But yes, great movie. Great Adam's Family movie. And the last movie I want to mention, I was actually watching some of it last night, was Tombstone. I don't okay. think you've ever seen Tombstone. No, and that is with uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, it? Kurt Russell, um, Sam Elliott. Is that the one where Bill he has Paxton. tuberculosis? Yes, that's right. Right. Uh, uh, as in um, Doc Holliday. Yes. That's Val Kilmer's character. Yeah, he has tuberculosis. Kurt Russell plays Wyatt Earp. It's a true story. It's yeah. It's a great Western. I recently watched the Val Kilmer documentary and they cover Tombstone. Oh, there you go. And and everything he did to get into character for that movie. Wow, geez, I'd be very interested in seeing what he did to get into that he, role. He made it, like, he got them to organize, like, a bath of ice for him to lie in while he was dying, so he looked uncomfortable. Well, he's dying through the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, but there's a point where he's lying on a bed, I guess. I yeah. haven't seen the movie you have, but, and underneath that is ice, and they were like- can't you just act? He's like, no, it needs to be real. I need to be uncomfortable. Well, that like, seems right. interesting because he's, his doctor's there and his doctor's like, if you want to survive like to the end of the month, you've got to stop drinking. You've got to stop smoking. He's just like, yes, doc, anything you say. And as soon as the doctor walks out, <laughs> his girlfriend comes over and puts like a cigar in his mouth and he starts like swigging out of like a hip flask. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. It's very corny. It's a very corny sort of 90s Western. But you know, it has a charm to it. That they it- do screenings of it in the States. Oh, really? It, like, like live screenings. In Tombstone? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Would be cool. I'd love to see Tombstone in Tombstone. <laughs> Everyone knows the big no scene. Have you? Do you have you seen the the big no scene? I'm guessing it's where someone yells no. Yeah. Well, Kurt Russell, his character Wyatt Earp, is being shot at by like maybe 50 gang members. One of them is uh, Powers Booth from Deadwood. Weirdly enough, cool. A lot of Deadwood crossover in uh, this movie. But anyway. Yeah, he's being shot out by a whole bunch of gang members and then he just he's like, oh, I'm sick of this shit. And he just gets up with his shotgun and goes, no, no. And he's wading across the river going, no, and just shooting people. <laughs> no! <laughs> it looks like his mustache is very fake in the scene too, which makes it even funnier. But yeah, love that movie. And that was the last movie I wanted to talk about. Great. What a year. What a year. What a year for movies. So, you the dear listener, what were your favorite movies from 1993? And why was it Jurassic Park? <laughs> now, surely there were some other movies we talked about that you loved as well, or movies that we didn't mention that came out yes. in 1993 that you're a big fan of. Tell us how much you love Dennis the Menace. Yes, please do. What's your favourite scene from Dennis the Menace? 
We'd love to know. Have you even seen the stupid movie? If not, go out and watch it. Get some culture in you. <laughs> go out and watch Dennis the Menace. Yeah. I feel bad, like, recommending Dennis the Menace because people watch that and not get anything out of it. Yeah, that. so the like, two what? movies we've recommended people watch this episode were Dennis the Menace and Brain Dead. <laughs> So, yeah. Well, I didn't recommend that. It's going to be a great weekend for you guys. Have a great new year. So, yeah, it's yeah. a new Barbie Hammer. Yes. Dennis and Menace Brain Dead. Yeah. Two great 1993 movies. Imagine that double feature in the cinema. Whoa. Whoa. You'd come out a better person. Yeah. I wish my parents had done that to me. <laughs> I'd be a better person. So, before we wrap it up for another week, Manny D, what are we going to be discussing next week? Do you even know? Yes. We're doing a special little episode Yes, next we week. are. Yeah, we're giving you a little present, a little We want to do a post-Christmas treat. Yes. So, we've pulled out- Even though out, it's mid-January. We've pulled out a project that we worked on yeah. a while ago. Now, the story with this is that it, uh, it, we were when we were coming up with the concept of this show, we were tossing up between doing this show or doing another sort of thing. Yeah. So, Matty D came in with his idea, which <laughs> ended up becoming potential spoilers. And I came up with my idea, which uh, you know was not as good. But turned out to be a really fun episode. So, we recorded a pilot episode for both. So, we recorded the first episode of Potential Spoilers and then we recorded the, at the same time the first episode of Bikini Beach Party. <laughs> yes. And then we were like, let's listen back to both of those and see which one we like better. And <laughs> we were like, oh, well, Potential Spoilers is easier. <laughs> yeah, finger quotes, easier to do. Not mu- as much effort needs to go because it was uh, watching a whole movie versus watching a trailer was the whole concept. Yes. So, we're like, let's go with potential spoilers because that will be easier to prepare for. Five years later, it was not easier. (laughs) It would have been way easier doing this other concept. but. And can, we'd probably be done by now with the beach bikini beach party. Yeah, well, we, we haven't even Concept. announced what it is. But yeah, we we wanted to do a show called The Bikini Beach Party where we talk about all the bikini beach party movies from the 60s. Yes, so there was a genre of movie in the 60s called Bikini Beach Party. It was... I, how would you describe it? It's kind of this niche, weird Well, they were just called genre. bikini movies. And then I remember at the time when we first recorded the episode, you thought they were like, oh, these are sort of like skin movies. Like, these are horny movies. I'm like, no, it's not even that. They're sort of like uh, lame musicals starring uh, teenagers and they're, and they're mainly just an excuse to get a whole bunch of women in bikinis and they run around and have antics. Yeah. So, when they were airing these movies in like drive-in cinemas, it was a chance for couples to go in and kind of make out. So Yeah, that's right. That would be the, that would be the audience for these kind of movies and they would just have this and kind of- And do drugs. Yeah. And they would just have these kind of trashy movies with just like silliness. Yeah. We're going to explain all of this next week, by the way. When we talk, you know, when, when you hear the episodes. So, yeah, it's going to be a treat. Not a lot of people have actually heard this episode. There's a select few people who have actually been able to, to listen to this episode. But now we're opening up to everybody as a, as a gift. As a start of year, you know, here's to a great year, 2024. Gift to everybody. Something a little different. Us talking about yes. something. Still talking movies, but in a different way. We're going to be reviewing a movie for a change yes. from start to finish. I can't wait to re-listen to that episode. So, yeah, please join us next week for that. And until then, have a good new year. I don't know what you all are arguing about because the Reese was going to beat both your butts anyway. What are you talking about? How about I beat your butt right now? How about I draw a line down the middle of your head so it looks like a butt? I feel sorry for your mother. What you say about my mama? You feel sorry for who? I don't want any trouble. Just get out.